Hit it, Bill. We'll leave that in there. Monday, February 28th, 554 Mountain Standard Time. And if we swivel around in our uh, swivel chairs, you can see mountains, you can see snow, you can see cross-country uh, skiers. We're here in Telluride, Colorado. Um, I mean, I drove here. Pat flew here. We're going to be here for a while. I mean, I know we're only going to be in Telluride for the next week, but Pat, we're out in the, uh, in the West for... How long are you here for? I'm here, uh, I guess, two weeks from tomorrow I head home. So I'm here until the 15th. Half a month? It's a long time. Half a month uh, here, and then I'll be living uh, right in Frisco by Breckenridge and Vale um, for the month of March. And then uh, meandering my way back, or that's what I, I say at this point. Um, but we're here with a really awesome podcast. Um, we're going to update you on everything that's going on in the Merriman facility uh, first. You know, the merry-go-round around Merriman. Merry-go-round around Merriman. If you will. And then uh, Pat is going to run an awesome uh, interview with Austin Gable. To, look, there are some people right now hearing us say this, that there's wrestling content coming up, and they're extremely excited. They have turned the volume to the max. They have kicked their kid out of the living room. They have told their wife, I need 45 minutes to myself. So for all of you wrestling folks out there, yes, or you're husbands, welcome. Or, or husbands, or husbands. Um, you know, we, we, we have you covered. So um, get excited for that. Um, in terms of what's going on, should we do a hokey haiku off the uh, off dome? Off the dome. Can you throw one together real quick? All right, let's try it. Okay. Okay. Pat's been playing a bunch of Wordle, so his his uh, his his brain. This part of his brain's engaged today. Okay, guys, I am on a heater with Wordle. Okay, so shout out John Yetzi first of all. He introduced me to the Wordle score system, and if you aren't on Wordle, it's the it's the craze. You probably don't have a Twitter, or you know, you just like ignoring the Wordle tweets. But, which is okay. Which is fine. We've all I, I will not judge, but I think Wordle is a great game. If you like engaging with your family, you know, during the day, you know, hitting up the family group chat. Hey, did you guys get the Wordle today? <laughs> I don't know. If you haven't been doing it, you know, just maybe jump into it and see if you like it. But um, John Yetzi says, a par is four, a bogey is five, a double bogey is six. So that must mean that if you get your Wordle in three, it's a birdie. If you get it in two, it's an eagle and one... Obviously, a hole in one. Today was my first eagle, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, I have I have birdied the last two holes prior to today. Well, it'll be over by the time this comes out. What was the word today? The word today was uh, choke. What made you choose choke first? Which Virginia Tech did not do <laughs> against Miami <laughs> earlier this week. Could you ask for a better transition? I mean, hokey. I mean, they knew that my hokey haiku was going to be about the the, uh, the Miami game. game, right? So here we go. Hokies beat Du. Darius Maddox is clutch. Ooh, seven. Winning is so fun. Okay. Wow. Off dome, and he also did that. He used the thinking time to also fill the time. That's a, that's a common sales tactic. You don't know the answer to the customer's question. You keep asking, talking to them while you're googling it, and then you get the answer, and then you return. So you know, if you're talking to a salesperson, that's probably going on. That's accurate. So. And wait, 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 Bill. Yes. We just did a great poem. Shout out to Shel Silverstein and yes, Emily Dickinson the, and all the poets. Yes, I think Langston she might be an Hughes. Author. Langston Hughes. Yeah, all those. There's great some good folks. ones out there, dude. But who do we love supporting on Main Street? Um, we love Main Street Pharmacy. Main Street Pharmacy has taken care of the community for years now, and I couldn't ask for a better representative or a better person to just who who's better 
to take care of Blacksburg when you're not in it, then Jeremy counts. He's taking care of everything. He's handling business, filling prescriptions, getting people cough drops, getting people, you know, you're walking down the street and you're like, man, I really need to pick me up. Go grab a Mountain Dew. Go grab a Red Bull. Go play some women's Pac-Man right in his, uh, his lobby. Mrs. Pac-Man is goaded. And also, we saw that uh, the Castle Guard had a flag. Our guy Jackson Tate headed on down to Main Street Pharmacy. Dad, he's where he got his flag. So shout out to Main Street Pharmacy. You guys do a great job. If you are looking to fill prescriptions, if you are looking for Mountain Dew, if you are looking for a flag, <laughs> all you, of the above. You, you know, you know yeah. where to go. That's a wide array. Yeah, it's a wide array. Um, where you are not a number, you are a neighbor. You are a neighbor. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on. I, I, this deserves more attention, so we'll lead with this. Our track and field indoor team won the ACC championship again. Um, they seem to do that every single year. Um, this is the 18th and 19th ACC championship for the men's and women's. They both won, by the way. Uh, ACC championship winning mint. I, I, that was that was brutal, but we're going to keep it rolling. At home. At home. So let's just give some shout-outs to the first team, all ACCers. Cole Beck. Yes, the Colbeck that uh, formerly was here to play to play foosball. Blacksburg, Blacksburg's finest. He's uh, running very fast. The champion in mm-hmm. the two hundred meter, which means you are just a, a fast sprinter, man. Yeah, you move fastly. Uh, Chauncey Chambers triple jump. Ben Fleming DMR. Don't know what that is. Patrick Forrest, another DMR. Christian Jackson DMR. I need to know what DMR is. Uh, can you Google DMR while I'm doing this? Antonio Lopez Segura three thousand meter DMR. Connor McClure, the pole vault. I know what that is. That's a relay. So DMR is a distance medley relay. I feel like if we're look, if we're like, hey, Hokie Sports, if you're wanting to share with the masses what people are doing, let's cut out abbreviations most people don't know. Because I have no idea what DMR means. Anyway, uh, also, Alexios Prodronis, Prodonis on the weight throw and Jake Spotswood. Some great names on here. On the heptathlon. Uh, and then we'll scroll on down to women's real quick. First team, all ACC, Hannah Ballow, di- distance medley relay, DMR. Uh, Rachel Baxter on the pole vault. Okay, wait, wait. Shout out to Rachel Baxter because I saw a video that uh, either Hokie Sports or ACC Network posted that she was unbelievable and set some records. Um, so Pat's looking it up here. Pat, what do we got? It looks like you got the Roanoke Times pulled up. What did, what did we find on our... I'm hanging out on Twitter over the weekend. And first of all, I love when we get to host at Rector Fieldhouse. Mm-hmm. It's a great place to do some track and field. You yes. know? Uh, back in the day in college, I used to help work some of the track meets with German Club. And it was a lot of fun. Whether I didn't was, know that. Yeah, whether it was raking the, uh, the sand pit or uh, adjusting the, the, uh, the high jump or the pole vault. Ton of fun. But um, that's besides the point. Saw this video on Twitter of Katie George interviewing Rachel Baxter. Rachel Baxter won the women's pole vault on Friday, and she set an ACC record. She also set an ACC meet record, 15 feet, one and a half inches. She jumped that high? This was the fifth best pole vault in college history, and she was the first male or female pole vaulter to win the ACC title four straight years. Is that good? So, I don't know if Rachel's a senior or if, you know, since the COVID year, mm-hmm. she's like a, you know, a COVID junior. I don't know what the uh, mm-hmm. appropriate verbiage is there, but um, absolutely fantastic. Other shout outs from Lindsay, the ladies. Lindsay Butler, 800 meter DMR. I mean, we'll start using the abbreviation now. Uh, Julia Fixen, pole vault. Victoria 
Gorlova, triple jump. Uh, Sarah Killinen on the weight throw. Oh, boy. Barbora Malikova on the 400 meter. Rebecca Mammel, weight throw. Star Price, alt. That's wow. a name. What a name. <laughs> That's a name. Star Price on the DMR. And again, we have... Leah, Leah Torino. Leah Torino. We got Torino. We got some great names on the track team. And, I mean, the track team is fantastic. Can't shout out the track team enough. They literally win every year. And that's probably why it doesn't, why it doesn't get as much publicity, and it should, but they win every single year. Um, something that's come on as of late, women's softball, they have moved up to number six in America behind blue blood programs like UCLA, Florida State, Florida, Alabama, and Oklahoma. They just came off of wins over Miami of Ohio and South Carolina. So the women's softball team is off to a great start. And Ohio State, too. It's always nice beating Ohio State. It is always nice beating Ohio State. That's true. And they had a very, very tough, close loss to Alabama, who uh, is a a mainstay in the... uh, in the softball top of the rankings. What do you got, Pat? I Pat's mean, crushing it on, on Google. This is like a know, live show. You know Keely Rochard. When you think Virginia Tech softball, you know Keely Rochard yes. is throwing dealing, throwing forward Ks, backwards Ks. Yes. She struck out 17, three hits shut out, walked none. Um, actually had a perfect game run until the seventh. Ah, Perfect game running until the seventh. I love this team. I'm excited about this team. Keely's um, going to take us far. We're, Keely's you know, going to take us far. But the whole team. The whole good. team. The whole good. team had so much experience from from last year, and you love to see that. So uh, they play Charlotte in Charlotte. Pat, sorry, you're going to miss it. Um, and uh, they kick off ACC play on the fourth, which is Friday against Clemson. Women's golf. Women's golf. Women's golf. One of the newest programs at Virginia Tech. Okay. I think the women's program is probably five. It's less than a decade. Probably yeah, five yeah. years old at this mm-hmm. point. Um, their inception was when we were in school. Emily Mahar broke the school record uh, relative to par over the weekend in Tallahassee. She shot a 65 on Friday uh, in the Florida State matchup tournament. That is out of control. Have you ever shot a 65? Uh, you know, on the front nine. I have never shot a... Um, I don't think I've ever shot anything in double digits, so we're, we'll be working on that. I'm here to tell you, you have not even come close. Not, <laughs> not even close. Um, what else do we have? Women's basketball. Um, shout out to Asia Shepard. I don't know if we talked about it the last time we were on here. She is now the all-time leading scorer for Virginia Tech women's basketball. Uh, an incredible career that is not over at, the, uh, at this point yet. Um, but uh, they had a tough loss at home to NC State, but we move on to the ACC tournament. Will we replay the, we have a bye, and we play on Thursday. Will we replay the winner of Syracuse or Clemson? Definitely a tough loss at home, but you got to give a, a big-time shout-out to two groups of people. One, the seniors on the women's basketball team. You, know, you guys have really carried this mm-hmm. program. Um, you know, This has been the most fun year that women's basketball at Virginia Tech has really ever had or had in quite some time. We are not done yet, and uh, we really appreciate uh, Asia Shepard and Chloe Brooks and Emily Lytle. Lytle Little, I'm not sure. I think it's Lytle. But, um, you know, you guys played a great game on on, uh, on Sunday. And we're looking forward to watching you all in the ACC tournament and the NCAA tournament. And number two, have to give a massive shout-out to the student body of Virginia Tech, the Castle Guard. Biggest crowd of the year. All the Hokie fans showing up, you know. If you bake it, if, if you deliver Papa John's or Domino's, they will come. But they didn't come for the pizza. They came for... 
the women's basketball team That's true. Uh, because they were fantastic and um, yeah, that was a great crowd. And Come for the girls, stay for the pizza. Exactly. Several times, um, you know, we were just like, "Wow, that's that's an awesome crowd." And oh, yeah. um, you know, whether it was on Twitter or whether it was in the group chat, people were making remarks about the crowd and a good comeback too. It was very exciting uh, down the stretch in the fourth quarter, just falling short. Five seed in the ACCs. Five seed in the ACCs um, and an opportunity to do a whole lot more damage. Um, Side and- note. Ooh, I love those. In the note of, uh, you know, while talking women's basketball, did you see the score of that Louisville-Notre Dame game? It was a whole lot to not too much is uh, what it was. At one point, I believe it was like 42-3. to And both of these teams, mind you, are ranked in the top 25. I believe Notre Dame was 18th, and Louisville was ranked number 4. And they went on a 42-3 to run to start the game. I don't know um, what it finished at, but that's wild. That is wild. Play better defense, score more points. Uh, that's really, really all you have to say about that. Pick and roll. <laughs> Pick and roll. Box out. Um, we'll bring it home with men's basketball. Or I don't know if we'll bring it home. Who knows? Um, men's basketball defeated Miami on the road on Saturday in one of the most, I don't know, it was like the most cookie cutter, like we're going to lose this game and it's going to suck to lose this game and let's start thinking about next year. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. We won the game, by the way, for any of you that may not um, may not have known that. So we beat Miami on the road. It's, it's our first Q1 win of the season. I'm going to be honest, like with 10 minutes left, I was already saying like, you know what? I know nobody wants to hear this right now, but Sean Padula is getting great minutes and Darius Maddox is getting great minutes. And Tech hung around, hung around, hung around. We survived. We found a way to win a basketball game. I do not advise this. I am not Phil Jackson. I am not uh, Dean Smith. I am none of those guys. But I do know... You shouldn't turn the ball over 18 times. That is not good practice. It's probably not a winning formula. Um, we also had a really tough night shooting the three ball. We were 29%. And we only shot six free throws. We made all six of them, though. Um, but uh, hats off Darius Maddox. I mean, one of the crazy... It's nuts because it was the craziest shot of the Tech season, and it was like the sixth or seventh craziest shot that was hit on uh, hit on Saturday. You had the half-court shot from the University of Virginia. Uh, you had the crazy, crazy finish of Michigan State. Uh, it was an amazing day of basketball on, uh, on Saturday. All six of the top six teams ranked went down. First time in college basketball history. This is only February. Yes. Though. yes. I mean, you know, if, if you are considering filling out an NCAA tournament bracket, please refrain. Make sure to have a, uh, what is it, a liter of kerosene nearby. Mm-hmm. Um, no, this was an incredible, an incredible game. Mm-hmm. I mean, from start to finish, like, we played well in the first half, and then... Isaiah Wong with the buzzer beater. We're like, okay, here we go again. We're trying to we're trying to avenge a loss at home, and here we go. We come to Coral Gables, and they hit another buzzer beater. It's like, mm-hmm. can we catch a break? And that's exactly what happened in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was an uphill battle throughout the entire half, especially that last you know minute forty. You got to tip your cap to Darius Maddox for being the hero. You got to tip your cap to Sean Padula, man. Yep. Uh, you know, for the steal, uh, for the dribble drive and one, for hitting a three down the stretch. Mm-hmm. And then um, just, I mean, dude was being a hero, knocking down free throws. It was an outstanding game. Yeah. And shout out. This is a negative shout out, by, by the way. Uh, I think I know what you're going to say. The ACC yeah. and the ACC Network and not carrying this game live uh, what are you you know, doing? for mm-hmm. us to watch. I was on YouTube TV and I was looking at some of these other schools that, you know, 
I could have watched on Saturday. And I was like, I don't know where that school is. I don't know where that school is. I've never heard of that school. And it was just like, how are we doing this regionally covered? Uh, I just, I just don't understand. And I know, I, know. I love the guys on the call though. So I didn't watch the game live. Oh, it was Tom. It was, it was Tom. The guy from the UNC six game, six I mean, overtime game. The, yeah. Like, we didn't get to watch in real time. I wa- so I ended up getting a Reddit stream. Shout out to Adam Roth for hooking it up. Um, college basketball Reddit stream and. Um, but I had like a three and a half minute delay on the stream and there was no volume. So I couldn't hear Tom Worm, Wormy, Worm, whatever his last name is. Big Worm? Wormy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the SpongeBob episode. Yeah, that was um, going Friday. Uh, but uh, shout out to Tom Worm, uh, you know, going crazy when he hit that shot. And, and all of Hokie Nation who is just watching along on the GameCast on mm-hmm. ESPN or Twitter or just, you know, listening on the radio uh, yeah. as well. Fun win, fun team. Uh I said it on the space. By the way, our Twitter spaces are fun. That's that was, like the that highlight of my week every time. So I appreciate everybody jumping in, and I appreciate you hosting it. A lot more fun um, after a win. A lot more fun after a win. Uh, well, we don't do them after losses. I just can't. Oh, I, yeah. I can't. Um, right. But anyway, um, I love this team. They play really hard. Uh, they're ultra frustrating. They never quit, um, and they seem to like each other very much. So I, I honestly, as goofy as this sounds. This is actually going to sound extremely stupid now that I think about it. But I want to play in March more than I just want to be in March. I just want to watch this conglomerate of guys play together a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's how it always is. But, um, (laughs) yeah, as frustrating as they've been and all of the times they've ripped your heart out, they're still, you know, kicking and playing really hard. So um, nothing but uh, respect for that team and that coaching staff. Yeah, this team has won 8 of 9, which is just – in any year, that's really impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to kind of see where we came from in in January, where we were two and seven in conference, and now you know we've won eight of the last nine, really turned things around. And right now, we are in the next four out. I think we're headlining the next four out, mm-hmm. right at the top of Joe Lenardi's uh, bracketology predictions. We got Louisville coming to town on Tuesday night, nine p.m. Eastern time. Pat, when was the last time we beat them? Nineteen ninety-one. It has been a dog's age. Actually, probably two dogs' ages. Maybe three. Um, you know, d- depending on, on what, what breed. Species, which yeah. breed. Um, <laughs> it's been a minute since we beat Louisville. They don't have a real coach right now, right? Don't they have an interim guy? No, they, uh, Chris, Chris, Chris Mack, Mack bowed out or got fired. or uh, I don't know what's happening over there. But, um, yeah, got to find a way to win these last two games, Clemson and uh, Louisville. Clemson on Saturday. Uh, yeah, Clemson at on Saturday. At Little John. At LJ, uh, which the last time we played at and I watched, uh, I was on a plane. And it was the first game of the season. Was uh, was it two years ago? And that was Mike Young's first that was ACC Mike Young's game. First and he said, hey, cold drinks hey waiting. get out of here. Let's get something cold to drink. <laughs> yeah. Cold, dr- cold drinks waiting. You know you want to, too. <laughs> How has it only been two years since that? That's crazy. It's been but, um, two and a half. Okay. Well, it's crazy that it has – that whatever. Um <laughs> That's all we really have. I mean, what about football? Tech, I was about to football say, Virginia Tech football, uh, they ha- they've been doing some coaching uh, clinics with uh, and engaging with the Virginia with the Virginia high school football coaches people. 804-757? Showing out? Again, I can't say enough. I can't. I, they could not do a better job from a PR perspective. They're crushing PR. It's awesome. And that's that. There's nothing else more you can, you can say about it. They're doing a great job of PR. Can't wait to see recruiting. Can't wait to play. Um... And I can't wait for the guys to get out there in spring because that's going to be the chance where these coaches get a real opportunity to see what's on our roster is when you get out there. It sounds like Coach Pry is really becoming familiar with the 757 area 
Um, but one tidbit that I want to po- point out that I love and I want more and more and more of this is Cheetah. I think Cheetah posted it either on Hokies FB or his personal Twitter page. And he was essentially just getting on the bus and doing a, a you know a, a two to three second pan on every single coach and, oh, uh, yeah, and support staffer who was on the that bus. That was cool. And it was, it was pretty funny. You got some guys saying, let's go Hokies. Some guys saying, you know, our state. Um, two up, two down? So, yeah, I think that might have been a DV, two mm-hmm. up, two down. And then you get to the end, and J.C. Price like has his ear, ear pods He's watching in. Euphoria or yeah, something. He, yeah, he's, <laughs> and he's just like, oh, what's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> so that was No, I, I, I love that stuff. And, um, yeah, it's, it, I got to say, if we're well, the State of the Union's tonight. Uh, Joe Biden's doing the State of the Union, so I think the state of Virginia Tech. It's been a great week. It's been a fun week for Virginia Tech. And you just pulled this up. <laughs> This is breaking news. We're just sharing the news. Uh, Stacey Searles is headed to Georgia. I don't know if that's addition by subtraction for North Carolina or if that's subtraction by subtraction, but UNC is in the market late for an offensive line coach. It's also addition for us because that guy is not named Joe Rudolph. You never know. That's Joe true. Rudolph could have been poached last minute for the Georgia job. That's true. I, I forgot about that. That's right. Joe Rudolph was floating around as a candidate for the UGA job. Um, so, yeah, that it all kind of it all kind of worked out. So, um, you know, UNC didn't block any of us last year. Hopefully, with their new coach, they don't block any of us this year. Yeah, Carolina gave up like forty-five plus sacks last year mm-hmm. with um, like an entirely returning offensive line. Good luck. Uh, Mr. Stacy. Good luck, Stacy, in uh, in Athens. Athens, fun town. Athens, great place. Very fun. What town. else we got? Is that it? Any any uh, uh, Sharky shout outs? Oh man. Um, uh, shout out to oh shout out to my guy Paul Patera. Yeah, dude. So uh, Paul Patera is a local here in Colorado. Um, follows friend of the podcast. Um, we followed each other on social media for years. And uh, we're supposed to link up last year, didn't get a chance to, and we went uh, went out and had a bite to eat with Paul Patera. I got to tell you, I love saying that. I got to tell you, if you're a hokey and Cross Country Bill is pa- is, is passing through your, your corridor, there we go, there if we he's go. entering third, your airspace. Third person Bill out here again. <laughs> if he's entering your airspace, let me know. Let's grab a drink. Let's grab a uh, let's. Gra- I was gonna say dr- grab a drink or beer. I don't want to sound like an alcoholic. Let's grab a drink or some food, <laughs> or some food, um, and uh, let's get together. But I-, I love meeting you guys, Paul. You're you're a gentleman and a scholar, and I'm looking forward to doing some hiking, uh, hiking with him. We're gonna hike some 14ers uh, in uh, in Denver. Guys, I also have an impromptu, um, unofficial shout out. I don't even know what he's gonna say. That we're gonna put out some more. Uh, more legitimate content for uh, over the course of the next week or so. But if you are interested in potentially sponsoring uh, this Monogram Club's golf tournament coming up the, the day before the spring game, this is Friday, April 15th, the Monogram Club is putting together their, for their, uh, it's called the For Those to Come um, golf outing featuring uh, former athletes from Virginia Tech. If you are interested in your business or your person sponsoring any part of this event, please send me an email um, to pat at sonsofsaturday.com. Would be more than happy to uh, jump on the phone and uh, talk through some of the uh, some of the ongoings 
There's our laundry. That's our dryer. <laughs> that is quite an obnoxious dryer sound. Uh, talk about the ongoings and the happenings of the spring game weekend and this incredible event. A lot of folks are working really hard on it. Um, so that is my... You included, Pat. Give yeah, yourself thanks. some credit. That is my uh, unofficial shout-out to the Monogram Club Golf Tournament. Please, again, that is pat at sonsofsaturday.com. Uh, looking forward to hearing from you guys. Yeah, and also keep an eye on SunsetSaturday.com. We have awesome uh, – we brought in a couple of gentlemen from 3304, and they're covering the baseball team. And I'm, go. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm, I'm going to say something that I typically don't – that I don't say. Sons of Saturday is the your stop shop. For, if you want to read about Virginia Tech baseball, if you want to hear about Virginia Tech baseball, look no further than SonsofSaturday.com. We have every angle covered. We had a season preview, game previews, game wrap-ups – Good luck finding a better spot. And also, good luck to that absolute clown, Rob Manfred, as he tries to figure out this BS with baseball. Somebody, I know you guys don't come for the baseball, but I'm hoping that he gets that figured out. Today is the deadline. If we don't figure this stuff out today, baseball season will be pushed back. Pat, this is probably breaking news to you, but it's a big deal. It's a Listen, big deal. Hey, does this mean that the Charlotte Knights will not play? Yes. Play. Yes, they will move the season back. Okay, well, I, I like going to those games, I so uh, let's figure it out. That, let's figure it out. All right, so we're transitioning now to Austin Gable to talk a little wrestling. Um, but, shout uh, out Jersey Hokey. Shout out, shout out Hokey, my guy right. Ted Car- Carreras. Shout out Joe Rogers. All big, a lot uh, of people have been asking this for this for a hey, long time. That's let's true. go. Shout out Coach Roby. Shout out Tucker Davidson. Shout out Ethan. Jared say. Air Fryer. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'm forgetting some folks, but guys, shout out um, all the wrestlers. Looking dude. forward to uh, to this episode with Mr. Gable. We'll talk to you guys in a bit. Everybody, Monday, February 28th, 6.37 p.m., 8.37 p.m. on the East Coast. Uh, my name is Pat Finn. We are welcoming in a special guest, a Colorado native. You know, we're out in Southwest, the San Juans of Colorado. We got Austin Gable, uh, n- native to Parker, Colorado, if I'm not res- not mistaken. Is that correct, Mr. Yep, Gable? You got it. No, not around the head. Cowboy, Colorado Cowboy, Austin Gable on the pod, our our resident friend of the podcast, Sons of Saturday wrestling expert, former Virginia Tech wrestler, uh, Austin. Happy belated birthday. Uh, the big 2-9 turned 2-9 yep. on the 27th. Uh, so we are uh, excited to wish you a happy belated birthday. But how you been, my friend? It's good to see you. Yeah, I'm good. Um, good. I'm good. Glad you're enjoying the home state. I'm sure it'll treat you well this next couple of weeks. And uh, now I'm excited to be back on the pod. Um, do a little wrestling rundown and preview for ACCs and, and NCAA tournaments. So thanks for having me. Great to have you back. I know that you got a uh, a big weekend coming out on the links or coming up on the links out in Scottsdale. Billy Ray was just uh ranting about being disappointed in uh in the mlb i know you're you're trying to get out and see some see some uh spring training games but uh how's the game looking out on the links it's gonna be shaky at best 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's not going to be good. I, I would not class myself as a average, even an average golfer, uh, probably below average at best. And uh, the fact that I haven't swung in at least four and a half months, it's only going to uh, compound on, on top of my already poor golf swing as it is. So uh, I'm sure the front nine will, will be good. It'll be a victory if I don't break one or two clubs on the way there. So uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm there for the beers and uh, for the sunshine. That's, that's my motto going in the weekend. <laughs> beers and sunshine. You, sh- you sound like Darius Rucker. Great song. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, when you're out in Arizona, out in Phoenix and Scottsdale, ranch water is the, uh, the popular beverage of choice. So have a few ranch waters for the sons of Saturday uh, sure. while you're out there. Um, all right. So we're going to review the season so far. We got ACC's coming up uh, on Sunday in Charlottesville. Uh, that's Sunday, uh, March 6th in Charlottesville. And then NCAAs will kick off from Detroit on March 17th, St. Patty's Day weekend. So, uh, you know, finish the season nine and four overall, four and one in conference um, with losses to Ohio State, Arizona State, Cornell, and NC State. Um, essentially swept the in conference. I know there's kind of some technicalities there aside from the NC state match. Um, but currently Virginia tech is ranked number eight in the NWCA rankings, uh, nationally, most recently, uh, good news from the program took down UVA in Charlottesville for the 10th consecutive time, uh, over the past, uh, Friday night before this past Friday, and uh, always good to get some points in the Commonwealth clash there. Um, but, you know, just so far, you know, season review, some highs, some lows, but, you know, what would, what would you kind of grade the season out, um, you know, thus far as we head into the postseason? Yeah, it's, you know, it's, you know, this season is certainly, I think, better overall just from a fan standpoint and I think from a coaching and wrestler standpoint than what they had to deal with last year with all the COVID restrictions. But there was – you know, that was still felt to a certain degree. Um, you know, evidence of that is the rescheduling with the NC State duel. And, you know, there's some precautions to, I think, some of the approach that a lot of these college coaches took with as far as tournaments, um, you know, especially most of the big tournaments that Virginia Tech would go to as a team are, you know, right around the Christmas time period, either right before beginning December, Um you know, with the Las Vegas Open or they're right after uh, with Midlands, which ended up getting canceled due to COVID. And then um, there's the Southern Scuffle as well. So I think that had a little bit of play into some of the scheduling effects uh, for some of the different teams. And, um, you know, but overall, I think Virginia Tech, they had a really good season. I mean, they they went down to Florida um and had you know wrestled in this new you know dual tournament format um and had really really good competition i mean like you said their uh losses came against arizona state and cornell which are both you know highly uh, touted teams that are also um all ranked in the top 10 i believe and and then they took a um you know an early season loss uh, against Ohio State, and I think a lot of that just had to do with kind of how things, how how the lineups were at that point in time. Um, and then, you know, you look back at this NC State match, and it really could have gone a lot of different ways. Yeah, they won, you know, seven of of the ten matches, but you know, there's probably 
three matches that could have gone easily the other way for us. Uh, obviously at 174, um, that was a toss up of match and, you know, hopefully we'll get the better of him at the ACC tournament. And then you look at, um, you know, specifically one 141 pounds. That was another one that maybe we were favored in to win and uh, felt a little short. Same thing with uh, 184 pounds with Hunter Bowen. You know, that was off a technicality call that, you know, was up for interpretation, I think, a little bit. Um, and we got the shorter in the stick. But, you know, those three matches right there, you know, those we win those three matches, we win the duel. Um, so it was a good duel overall, I think, you know, that helps ACC wrestling this year. There was 39 allocations for uh, ACC um, uh, NCA allocations, I guess, and that was a new record. So it just tells you how how much better the ACC continues to get year over year and get more of these NCA allocations. And you know, even though there's only six teams that wrestle in the ACC, you know, you're getting three, four, five guys out of six that are getting automatic qualification spots to go to the NCAA tournament. So it just tells you the competition of the ACC has um, only continued to get better and better over the years. And then kind of just looking back here, um, you know, I'm out in Colorado. We have peaks, we have valleys, we have canyons, uh, peaks and valleys. What would you consider, you know, one, the biggest disappointment so far, but also the brightest spot, you know, looking forward um, to the postseason. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, you always got preached, um, preached to, you know, wrestling, there's never get too high and never get too low. Uh, you kind of want to stay even kill. And I think for the most part, that was, that that's kind of had honestly the mindset that I would look at this season as is there's nothing that stands out to me as like shocking that we just had, you know, crazy high, um, results that were maybe unexpected, you know, or, you know, we, we obviously didn't win the NC state duel, um, which always, you know, um, which always stinks. I think the low of the season would have been at the NC state duel didn't happen at all. Uh, I think that for sure would have been a low. Um, but I think, you know, winning against, uh, winning against UVA, that's always a, a great, um, a great win not just for the wrestling, but for the Virginia tech community, obviously. And so, you know, that's, um, that's been a big one. And, you know, I think it's just, it's been fun more. So I think to see on an individual basis, some of the progress being made, I think someone like uh, the, the graduate transfer, like Nathan Trexler, like him coming over here and having the success that he's had at heavyweight and um, you know, being ranked and top eight in the country right now. And, and just, you know, um, the fill or that, um, the hole that he's really filled on that lineup for this season has been, um, immensely positive to the wrestling team. Uh, you know, someone like Corbin Myers too came back for a, a seventh year, which is just like crazy to think about someone wrestling in college for seven years. I did it for five and I think I needed the, the next two years of just recovery. So, uh, you know, he's had just been steady Eddie the whole season long, um, even kill and, um, been in, you know, those two guys being, you know, solid anchors at the bottom and, and top of, uh, the weight classes. So they've been fun to watch and, 
you know, I would say also we've been relatively injury free this year, you know, knock on wood um, going into the ACC tournament, but you know, we've, we've been pretty healthy the whole season. And I think that was kind of planned by the coaches. You know, we were pretty banged up towards the end of last season, I think a little bit. And uh, you know, the coaches probably developed that into the schedule a little bit to try to keep our guys in uh, tip top shape coming into the postseason. Yeah, definitely riding, riding a little bit of momentum there. Um, kind of looking back on the season two, defeating George Mason at Mossard Center. I think that's one of the coolest things that Virginia Tech does. I mean, you know, we've played a football game on a NASCAR track, but how about, uh, you know, consistently putting uh, at least one match every single year inside of the Mossard Center and getting a great crowd and having a cool environment there is a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and then absolutely. Yeah, defeating Pittsburgh. I mean, Pittsburgh is definitely one of those uh, one of those schools that you know. There's definitely a budding rivalry there um, as sure. well. Um, now, you, you brushed on the NC State uh, thing a little bit, you know, as far as just saying, "Hey, I'm glad we even got that one in." Right? Um, <laughs> talk us through the NC State situation. You know, we know it was kind of technically ruled as a forfeit from that initial um, duel, but for those who may be just tuning in now to the wrestling season, as we approach championship season, you know, what kind of happened here and how did, how did things get rescheduled and, and stood up again? Well, I mean, the, the, you know, the NCA and they see have certain protocols in place and for the wrestling team and, you know, enough wrestling so close, you know, that it's not, it's not as easy as like cutting, uh, cut and paste. You know, if you have one guy that gets sick, you backfill them in with someone else. I mean, if they're in proximity, to other guys and you have four or five guys that come down. I mean, chances are those four or five guys live with a couple of the other starters as roommates. And then you talk about how much time that they've been in the wrestling room. And it's just, you know, you get that many guys. It's really hard to um, separate them and isolate them for, you know, however many days um, the CDC at that point in time decided they needed to uh, be isolated. So I think they were just following the protocols of, what had been presented to them and and they were, you know, just being honest and being forthright and saying, Hey, listen, we got COVID got, you know, kids that are sick with COVID or tested positive. Maybe they weren't sick, but they tested positive. You guys are making us test these kids on so many uh, on a regular weekly basis, even um, you know, even without symptoms and we're just reporting the results of it. And at first, you know, it was kind of like, well, they didn't show up. You forfeit that's that. Um, and you know, kudos to, I guess, NC state for kind of figuring it out and trying to find, find a way to make this, this dual team work. Cause I know it's, it's important to, um, wrestling fans as a whole, but I think it's good, especially going into postseason as a measuring stick, you kind of want that stiff competition, big crowds showing up. Uh, it only gets the guys ready that much more for, you know, what they're going to experience at the ACC tournament. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later in Detroit at the NCAs. So I'm glad it worked out. Obviously it didn't work out in our favor at the end of the day, but it was a great duel. Um, super exciting. A lot of really, really good matches, high level wrestling. Um, so, you know, something to be learned and something that everything, all those guys walked away, gaining something from, and, you know, hopefully it'll be beneficial uh, come Sunday. Absolutely. So uh, moving right along in the ACC's today is to, uh, today's Monday. Seedings drop tomorrow. 
Tuesday, March 1st at noon. Guys, pay attention to the seeds. You know, there might be some draw, some jaw droppers. Hashtag inside sauces. Um, so going into ACCs, what would you consider, you know, a, a successful trip to the ACC championships here next week? I mean, I think a successful trip would would mean that we got to qualify all 10 guys. Uh, I think the the team itself is certainly set up to do so. They have the caliber of wrestlers to do so. I believe the only only wrestler that did not earn uh, specifically that large bid uh, qualifying spot was um, Clayton at 165. I think everyone else um, had earned a qualifying spot. So, you know, that being said, you still got to show up and wrestle, you know, crazy things happen. Um, and if we want to put ourselves in a position to walk away on Sunday with an ACC championship, you know, some of those same losses that we lost against NC state, you know, that were kind of a flip of a coin a little bit could have gone either way. We have to kind of, uh, walk away, um, finding a way winning those matches. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all if we qualified all 10 guys and, and we, you know, woke up Monday morning and Virginia tech was the ACC championships, um, ACC champions, at the same token, I think, you know, there's 39 uh, allocations in the ACC this year. There's really, really good teams. UNC, uh, Pittsburgh, NC State, you know, UVA. UVA wrestled was really tough. That, that dual meet was, you know, 20 to 15. Um, so there's a lot of really, really good competition, specifically this year in the ACC. And, you know, guys just got to show up and produce. And hopefully everyone's feeling good, healthy, down to weight, and uh, ready to roll. Going into ACCs, from an insider's perspective, who would you deem as a favorable matchup for Virginia Tech? And then on the flip side, who would you say is, you know, an unfavorable matchup, um, you know, given given the field heading into next week? Um, you know, I think a guy that could shock a lot of people is probably 157, Connor Brady. I mean, that guy, you know, he's – uh, ranked, I think maybe 25th in the coaching poll, but, um, you know, as far as the ACC is kind of, there's probably four other guys that are going to be seated ahead of them and that, that beat him this year. But I think like, you know, the vast majority of those guys, um, he could surprise and beat. he's got the athletic ability to do so. Um, and it's just about, kind of putting out there on the mat and kind of showcasing what you have. So I think that guy could shock a lot of people. Um, Bryson Doney and that guy's probably the most electric NCAA college wrestler uh, this season. Um, if he's not the most, he's definitely top three, I would say. And, you know, with him, it's just, you know, trying to probably being a little bit more controlled in some of these positions um, and not giving up so many big points early on in the match and having to fight your way back, having to fight your way back kind of with big points, but at the same time, that's kind of his style. And, you know, who am I or some of these other people to comment from left field, you know, changing up how someone's supposed to wrestle. I mean, you got to go out there and do what you do and um, do what you're comfortable with. So he's going to do really well. And then, you know, Makai Lewis, I think 
him losing to Hayden Hilde, hopefully, you know, he can maybe open it up a little bit more. The second match showcases, um, uh, in my opinion, um, superior athleticism and, you know, kind of wrestle more of his style of a match, I think, than maybe it was last time. I mean, both both guys are such high-level wrestlers, really, really good hand fighting, and their, their defense is, you know, bar none. So it's going to be hard to score on either one of them, but, you know, I think there's going to be some adjustments that will be made, and hopefully, uh, you know, we can make those adjustments and be the better wrestler this next one. You know, matches, I guess I'm not super favorable in. I don't – I don't know if there's one that I can stay like stay that you know maybe we're over overranked or anything like that. Um, you know, someone like Corbin Meyer, you could say because he's just been so dominant all season and just been so kind of and just been a very stable wrestler uh, in the ACC. You know, you could say him a little bit, but I think he just he's been kind of steady Eddie throughout the season, and you know this isn't his first rodeo by any stretch of the imagination. So I think he's going to do just fine. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my thoughts, I guess. Now, um, this is Hokies are, you know, we're seeking our first ACC championship, um, since 2018 it's in Charlottesville. That's a place that, you know, we, we kind of own lately. Uh, (laughs) Any added, any added comfort here that it's going to be JPJ. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not as long of a bus ride for the guys. That's for sure. You know, and, um, I think, you know, there's going to be a huge hokey following that's going to be there. You know, there's going to be a lot of Virginia Tech, a lot, a lot, a lot of Virginia Tech fans there on Sunday. I've had a bunch of people reach out to me um, and just ask and see what my plans were. And, you know, there's people that, uh, you know, I didn't even know they were really Virginia Tech wrestling fans that are deciding to make the trip down. So that's pretty cool. I mean, I, uh, I think there's going to be a lot of Virginia Tech folks, and you know that's only going to be uh, more favorable in some of those big semifinal matches, and um, you know, obviously the final matches as well. So that's going to be on March 6th at John Paul Jones Arena. If you are a Virginia Tech alum, fan, anything you want to see the Hokies wrestle in Charlottesville, uh, Sunday, March 6th, kicking off at 11 a.m. and running all the way to 7 o'clock p.m. Uh, the round one. Uh, round one cons and semifinals will be on ACC Network Extra, and then the finals will be broadcast on ACC Network. Rock Harrison will be on the call. Shout out to Rock Harrison. We all love Rock Harrison. And uh, just for ticket information, guys, uh, $10 for adults if you are 19 and older. ACC students, get in free with your school ID. Guys, I know you got that? a passport. Yeah, how about that? Um $5 for anyone 18 and under. Bring the kids, bring the family. Group sales, 20 or more. Could be like a nice birthday party. Uh, our price at $3 each. That is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the ACC for providing that ticketing information. Uh, and then to follow that, St. Patty's Day, uh, March 17th, which is Thursday, is the Let's first go. day of NCAAs up in Detroit. We'll get to that a little bit later, but we're going to jump into the letters from the lunch pail. And uh, we got Jersey Hokey and Ted Carreras with some questions here this evening. Jersey Hokey says, how long slash would it be possible to train Billy Schmerda to win a collegiate match at an open? What weight class would he go? 
what's the go-to takedown that you would teach him? <laughs> I think there's there's one of two ways that Billy wins. Either we uh, we get someone to fill a drug test beforehand and they don't show up to the match, or uh, you know maybe someone uh, goes ahead and follows one of the wrestlers in with a baseball bat. <laughs> and beats him up a little bit before he before he's able to put on the the ankle um, ankle band. So uh, outside of those two ways, I th- I'd probably need a, a good bit of time to get him NCA ready. But you give me a good bit of time with him, and who knows? Maybe we'll have uh, uh, Billy down to one twenty five. You know, I, I can't help but wait. I promise you, you will never have me down to one twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a little bit of a push. Maybe a little yeah, bit of a little bit. A little bit of a cameo from Billy Ray, who's doing doing some prison workouts over here. Getting down to two. He's already getting down to 125. He's already working on it. There we go. There, yeah. 125 from 245 would be a tremendous challenge. Um right. Ted Carrera says three questions here. He says, one, Sam Latona's resurgence, Traxler's success as a grad transfer, or Mackay's near perfect run so far. What has meant more to VT's momentum going into the ACCs? Uh, from a momentum standpoint, I would say Sam Latona turning it on when it counts. That kid's really – I think he had – I mean, and this is just me speculating. I don't I don't know, but he's got to be one of the biggest 125-pounders in the country. I think the guy's, you know, 5'9", at least, and um, he just looks super tall and lengthy. I know he, he lives a – a perfect lifestyle from what everyone's told me. And, um, you know, he, he's the, you know, he was, he was a, f- a freshman cat, uh, captain for the team last year. And that doesn't just happen by chance. You know, you have to kind of live by example for that to come to fruition. So seeing him maybe figuring out the weight situation and just, um, you know, putting together all the pieces and kind of looking like his uh, former self uh, from, from last year, you know, couldn't pick a better time to do it than right before the preseason. And, um, you know, so I'm excited to see what he does at the ACC tournament and then hopefully carry over that momentum into the NCAs and uh, hopefully find himself up on the podium again. And then these next two questions are more so focused on the future, um, you know, kind of panning into next year. But did Dakota Junkyard Dog Howard Locked down 197, or are he and Andy Smith going to bang heads again next year? I, you know, I have no idea. I, I would say that Andy Smith is going to be vying for a starting position. Regardless, I think a lot of it maybe has to do with uh, if Hunter Boland comes back for, you know, COVID 60 or not. Um, if he comes back, then yeah, I would assume that those two guys are going to be, uh, you know, hitting heads again. And if not, I think, you know, Dakota's probably more natural weight might be at 184. It might fit him a little better. You know, so he'll get to wrestle 174, 197, and 184 all in three seasons. But, again, this is just speculation, and I don't know what Hunter's plans are. He's going to move on um, to the next chapter of his life, or he's going to plan to stay around for another season. So I think that'll have probably a lot to do with it. Foreshadowing into the next question, which was, can Hunter Boland come back? So it sounds like the answer to that question is yes for that COVID six year. Will he? Uh, that is what remains to be seen. I don't know. I don't know if Austin Cable is uh, is like twenty four seven sports and is throwing in any crystal balls 
for uh, for Hunter coming back a six year or not, but it sounds like uh, it sounds like Austin is not on the inside scoop for that one. Uh, I, I am not. I, I I don't know. I I have no idea what Hunter's plans are, but uh, I'm sure Virginia Tech wrestling fans would love to have him for another season. Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm going to wrap this up here with with my last question before we jump into Sharky shoutouts. Um, we know that you're headed to Detroit. Big, big travel month. March is a big travel month uh, in the Gable house. Yeah. Um, headed off to Detroit for the NCAAs. One, is Callie coming with you or are you going solo with the wrestling guys? Nah, she, you know, I, I don't know how much she would enjoy a, a weekend full of, <laughs> of wrestling. Um, so she's going to stay back and I think watch, watch the pup. But uh, yeah, I'm excited, man. It's for those that have never gone and, and are wrestling fans, I cannot. Uh, recommend it more so it's it's uh the mecca of wrestling weekends and um it's a blast so looking forward to it uh, it's been circling the calendar for a couple couple months now i definitely have, have some opinions on detroit you know it's in detroit detroit in march probably some more delightful places to go uh during the month of march but we're gonna we're gonna leave this up to hokey twitter i know hokey fan dan my guy, if you're listening, I know he's a, he's a Michigan guy, and he he wanted us to go to the Quick Lane Bowl last year because he okay. wanted Hokies in Detroit. Yeah. Uh, a couple other folks did too. Hashtag Midwest Hokies. But any thoughts? Any initial thoughts on just NCA placement being in Detroit? Um, you know, it's not <laughs> Miami, right? <laughs> it's not Miami. No, it's not. It, there's a reason I was able to buy a round trip flight for under two hundred dollars. Uh, um, to Detroit at this time of year, but, uh, no, I, I mean, I've actually heard some good things from some, some coworkers of mine and stuff that have gone past a couple of years. And, um, you know, they said the city has some pretty cool areas and, uh, it's gotten been revitalized, uh, in the last six or seven years. So, um, I'm excited to see for myself, but any recommendations from any of your followers would be greatly appreciated. I hear they have a they have a Detroit style pizza, um, Emmy Squared. I don't know if you've ever heard of Emmy Squared. I think that might be Detroit style pizza. They have that in Charlotte. Um, but yeah, Hokey Man Dan, I want to hear from you, um, and and all the Hokies. Yeah, I, I've heard some good things about uh, the resurgence of Detroit as well. Uh, you know, Midwest gritty, gritty spot. Um, yeah, it's kind of you know it's heartland of wrestling's Midwest. It makes sense from that standpoint why it's there. They're going to draw a ton of fans. I mean, Michigan has a really good team this year, too. So I'm sure there's going to be a ton of Wolverines there. And, uh, you know, the rest of the Midwest Big Ten teams aren't far away either. So it's uh, I'm sure it's going to be sold out 100 percent. So it'll be a fun wrestling environment for the fans and uh, those that are competing. I'm going to I'm going to offer you right now if, if you are into it. You know, I know not all of us are, are you know, big Instagram takeover guys, but. You are more than welcome, Austin. If you want to take over Sons of Saturday, you know what? Live, do I some. I think we'll uh, have to do it. We'll do have some to do it. content, at least, at least for uh, yeah, absolutely. We'll do it. We'll do it one day. We'll figure out which round to do it at. Maybe we'll do it at the finals. Um, you know, maybe we'll do it uh, the first first second day. I mean, they're all every day is great. The blood round Friday night. I mean, that doesn't get your hair stand stand up on the back of your neck. I don't know what does. You know, so. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do that for sure. 
Sounds good. Love it. Love it. Let's make it happen. Um, all right. Sharky shout outs. You know, this is your time in the spotlight, Austin. Uh, we appreciate you coming on, but if you want to plug anything you got going on, anyone or anything you want to shout out, uh, now you have the opportunity to do so. Um, you know, shout out to my wife, Callie. Got to give her a shout out, of course. Go Bobcats. Um, go Bobcats. That's right. Uh, and then, you know, shout out to all the former Virginia Tech wrestling alumni. Um, I'm sure they're going to be uh, throwing me under the bus uh, for another podcast with you guys saying how I stutter and everything else. So I'm waiting for those text <laughs> messages to, to roll on through. Um, but thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Really enjoy doing this every time I get to come on. And, um, you know, hopefully we'll get to do a recap after the end of the year and uh, do a debriefing after ACC's and NCAAs. Absolutely. Yeah, we got we got a lot to look forward to here over the next few weekends. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, as always, thanks for joining us, Austin, our resident friend of the podcast, Hokey wrestling expert, Austin Gable. Appreciate you coming on, my friend. Thanks, Pat. Thank you. Time to wander, tripping in the sand We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand But I saw you dance like you want to in my head And all that she said is Oh, I know just what you're thinking Please don't go to sleep Trash your friend's place, wake up the next day Take your head.